0: Can you name the president of Chechnya? No, can you? Can you name the president of Taiwan?
1: Yeah, Lee. The new Pakistani general has just been elected. He's he's not elected. This guy took over office. He appears he's going to bring stability to the country, and I think that's good news for the subcontinent. And you can name him? General. I can't name the general. And it's? General. Prime Minister of India? Uh, the new Prime Minister of India is... Uh, Uh, no.
2: There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again.
1: Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole
2: wide world, this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Frank, help us out, we need a
0: funny anecdote. I don't feel very funny.
2: Ah, come on, be oh, a pal. Yes, sir, please, sir. With your well,
0: <laughs> There's one that always breaks me up. Seems we had this little sickly kid that lived on our block named Timmy. he used to sit out on his porch in his wheelchair and, and wave at us as we walked by. Well,
1: one day, while he was waving, he lost control of his chair. And it rolled down the stairs, across the lawn, and crashed into my dad's car. <laughs>
0: Why was that funny?
2: <laughs> that must have been awful. No, I just scratched the paint a little. The following podcast contains harsh language, nudity, graphic
1: violence, adult situations, and a healthy obsession with empirical reality. The bubble genius Bob and Chez Show.
0: Yeah, it is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show, Bob Seska, right here.
1: Chez Pasienza, here.
0: I love that uh, that clip because you know, I've been watching a lot of Mash lately uh, on TV Land, and
1: always a good idea. Yeah,
0: I played some Mash audio here uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, it amazes me how precisely they were able to uh, satirize conservatism with uh, Frank Burns.
1: Very true. In fact, the uh, the entire reason, if I remember correctly, the reason that Larry Linville left the show is because he never grew. Yeah. And he got tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Which really says quite a bit about conservatism these days, if you think about it.
0: Well, you know, I, I'm always shocked at how uh, how long he actually stayed with it, because you don't, you don't see that kind of character on TV anymore. You just do right. not see the unmitigated creep. You know, the... <laughs> the 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 whiny spastic asshole character and this guy Larry Linville played Frank Burns with gusto. I mean, there was nothing redeemable about Frank Burns, nothing likable.
1: And, and well, he, if you watch if you if you watch the British Office, then yes, you got David Brent.
0: Well, there you, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, that is exactly right. Ricky Gervais with David Brent,
1: possibly the most unlikable, uncomfortable to watch. A repugnant petty devious little character ever created for television
0: well you know and it, the reason i played the frank burns clip from mash is uh because i was i was thinking about a, a couple of things and i i think this uh it started with the herman cain issue and rush limbaugh's response to sharon bylex's story about her 13-year-old boy. Sharon Bilek is the, is the uh, woman who, uh, or the latest woman to come forward and accuse Herman Cain of sexual harassment.
1: The one who looks like Lisa Bloom, like uh, Gloria Allred's daughter.
0: Limbaugh just laid into her. And I want to get to that in a little bit. I want to get into this issue of, uh, of Republican bullying and, and the, sort of the, the Frank Burns bullying, you know, Timmy in his wheelchair personality uh, of the far right. And there's a, there's a long, long history of this, and we'll get into that in a little bit. And then there's also, in the news this week, there was this Matt safe school law that was passed in Michigan. And it's basically mm-hmm. an anti-bullying law in Michigan. 47 states have one of those laws on the books, and Michigan now joins them. And we'll get to that, too. But I, I guess the biggest news of the day is the Rick Perry <laughs> meltdown. From the debate last night,
1: meltdown is meltdown is such a kind word. Yeah, and really. It was. It was that was Chernobyl wrapped around Three Mile Island times Fukushima. Yeah, here's the uh, here's the sound. It's three agencies of government. When I get there, that are gone: commerce, education. And the um, uh what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> oh, you need five. Oh five, no, okay so five. commerce, education, and uh, the um uh, uh EPA EPA, there you <laughs> go. No, I
0: can Let's talk <laughs> let Seriously? Uh, Is EPA
1: no, the one no, you were talking about? Or? No sir. No, sir. We were talking about the um agencies of government. <laughs> EPA needs to be rebuilt. But There's you no can't, doubt about But that. you can't name the third one? The third agency of government, yeah. I would, I would do away with the education, uh, the, uh, <laughs> commerce. <laughs> I, 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 the commerce, this and is let's a- see. I can't make the it stop. Road,
0: yeah, so. yeah. That is—that's what it sounds like. Yeah, he's a zoops at the end. That, it's like—it's
1: like, like that scene in Taxi Driver when Robert De Niro was asking uh, Civil Shepherd to go to a. what is he's apologizing for the porn for taking her to a porn theater, and the camera pulls away because it's just too painful to watch him talk to her.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like. I imagine if you were to eavesdrop, if there really was a clown car, I like to relate the Republican feel to being a, just a big clown car.
1: That is a fine metaphor.
0: And that is, this is the sound, this is what it would sound like, the conversation inside the clown car. It's just the cacophony of assholes <laughs> bullshitting about ridiculous policies. I mean, I, I want to get to what the impact of this is in just a second, but let's actually talk about the content of what he was trying to say. Of course, everyone's trying to. Out Ron Paul, Ron Paul. This is Ron Paul's whole thing. You know, Ron Paul wants to eliminate five different cabinet-level departments. And so this is, yeah. this is Rick Perry trying to, you know, kind of be a little yeah. bit like every, Ron Paul.
1: Everybody yeah. Everybody decides they're going to be even more draconian than, than Ron Paul. I'm going to level the Washington Monument. That's right. But I'm we're going to gonna, turn it into a Home Depot.
0: We're going to eliminate the uh, Department of Cong, uh, Commerce. We're going to eliminate the Department of Education, and we're going to eliminate the Department of Energy. Completely unimportant. We don't need any of those things. You know, the Department of Energy only regulates and handles all nuclear power, all nuclear weapons, and all nuclear materials in America.
1: But see, that's the problem. We don't need it's that. It's regulating billion. energy, and uh, Perry has a problem with, with that because uh, obviously whoever's head of the Department of Energy, if, if he went down to Texas, they'd treat him pretty ugly down there because he regulates things.
0: Well, so, so who are we gonna, who's going to handle all of the nuclear materials in the
1: United States of America?
0: Who's going to handle all And that's just one thing it does. Well,
1: judging, judging by the way he talks, Rick Perry already has. Yeah, I think so. I think he's been. Mutated. He is the he is the Cormac McCarthy of gibberish. He really is. It's it's practically poetic. Every time that guy opens his mouth, it's it's like the start of a Super Dave sketch. You just wait for the fucking colossal wipeout that, that just destroys him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, yeah, he's like Rick, he's a Rick Zilla. This this bungling moron, you know. And I don't know, I, you know, he's you got to have a brain in your head to a certain degree to get to the point that he's – I mean, he's, he's been governor of, you know, one of the largest states in America for 10 years now. So he's got to have some sort of uh, gray matter in there. But, you know, he just – he's completely unpolished on the national stage. He just doesn't have it together.
1: And well, he, thinks, he thinks – If you believe Taibbi's uh, uh, article from a couple of uh, weeks ago – that basically really took him apart piece by piece and basically said, you know, he kind of not like the way George Bush stumbled into greatness. I mean, Bush had something to prove. Um, but just the fact that, that basically Perry is a blank. This is how Taibi cast him. Perry's a blank slate yeah. and he's the kind of guy who really, you sort of see whatever it is that you feel like seeing on him. And certainly you do it. You project it. If you have, you can make those projections come true. If you happen to have a hell of a lot of money yeah. and, and, uh, Da's piece really, really takes some task for the fact that, uh, as you would expect, he sold Texas Texas is you know bought and paid for across the board yep. it's, it's crony capitalism at its finest well yeah he's, uh,
0: he's a blank slate and he's also a, an empty suit. I mean, he's yeah. one of these guys same, who gets by. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's get, getting by on uh, his, uh, his rugged, uh, good look, his Texas, his chiseled Texas appearance. He's getting by on his connections. I mean, it's just like, it, it, there are a lot of politicians like Rick Perry who can get by just based on their ability to glad hand. And glad hand their way up through the party and, uh, and make a lot of money but they don't when it comes down to actually articulating themselves on policy, they can 't do it and in fact it's it 's quite indicative of the entire Republican Party, which leads me to to the next chunk of this discussion, which is i don 't think he 's doomed. everyone 's saying that Rick Perry's now doomed because he effed up his answer to which departments he 's going to eliminate i mean that the departments that he should eliminate that whole policy that should disqualify him from being a viable candidate for president. If that's not going to disqualify him, actually forgetting the third one
1: shouldn't disqualify him. You know what I mean? I mean, so, Yeah, it, the, the content is more important for, than, than the fact that he screwed up what he was talking about.
0: Let's face it. What, Re- he,
1: what he was trying to say is actually worse than the fact that he couldn't say it.
0: And, well, yeah, and Republicans love that kind of thing. They love the, uh, the merry moron. And that's what Rick Perry is. I, so, I mean, let's rewind. George W. Bush, I played the audio at the top of the show.
1: That never it, gets told, by the way.
0: The, the first part was George Bush in 2000. And what happened to George Bush? After he couldn't name any Middle Eastern head of state, except for the leader of Taiwan, which he got the last name. Couldn't name a single one. Uh, became Obviously, we know he became president. 2004. Twice. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then 2004. You can't get fooled again. Fool me once. You can't get fooled again. That famous audio of him <laughs> screwing up yeah. uh, that famous Maxim. And, uh, and he's, he's elected again. I mean, I, play, I could play the sovereignty audio. That was right before the election when he screwed up the tribal sovereignty response. I mean, and then you have uh, last year. And uh, Governor of Arizona, Jan Brewer, with this gem.
2: Arizona has been brought back from its abyss.
1: We have cut the budget, we have balanced the budget, and we are moving forward. We have done everything that we could possibly do.
2: We have... um, did what was right for Arizona. I will tell you that I have really did the very best that anyone could do.
1: Yeah. And uh, Jan Brewer, reelected. Well, yeah, but you know what? Some, I can't even remember who it was, but somebody who was writing for CNN today who on CNN.com who wrote about this and why it was such a massive gaffe on Perry's part made a really good comment about that, comparing it to the Jan Brewer uh, fuck-up. Uh, but he said... He said the, the thing that Perry doesn't have that Jan Brewer had, uh, or the thing that actually Perry has, is competition. And yeah. Jan Brewer didn't. At that point, when she made that massive screw up to the people of, of her state, it was still her or the Democrat. Yeah. That's it. I mean, for Perry, there are still other ways to go. Granted, we, we know they all suck, they just do. I don't care how many times the Republicans try to delude themselves into believing that there is somebody worth a shit up there on that stage who can take over as leader of the free world. There just isn't they're all buffoons yeah they you know, really the are. only one who's got a brain in is who, who who really sort of looks like he might be able to pull it off besides Huntsman we talked about that last week is is Romney and Romney is a guy who twists in the wind you know he's a fucking I think somebody called him a windsock, and it's a beautiful beautiful metaphor <laughs> yeah you know he is and that's that's such a it's a great analogy yeah I think um,
0: yeah John Huntsman called him a, a well lubed uh, well lubricated wind vane or something like that or like a yeah I mean and that's
1: vein. and that's that is exactly what he is um yeah. But, but aside from that, aside, aside from, you know, uh, the, the Romney sort of and, – and Romney, once again, he's a scary guy. You know, this is a guy – the whole Ponzi scheme thing. This is a guy who uh, – uh, his his business dealings really suck. But, you know, I mean, he doesn't trip over his own tongue most of the time. Um, and neither does Huntsman for that matter. But aside from that, you've got a – like you said, the clown card You've got a bunch of fucking clowns up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah and, and again, I, I just don't think – I don't think this is going to hurt them. It, this is a standard operating procedure. These guys, uh, you know, actually, I think benefit from looking like they're, uh, you know, someone who's sitting across the bar sucking down a beer, kind of stumbling over his words. That's what, I mean, that's what he's all about. Rick Perry. I mean, this is Rick Perry on abstinence education. Governor, why
2: does Texas cons- continue with abstinence education programs
1: when they don't seem to be working. In fact, I think we have the third highest teen pregnancy rate in the country among all the states. Absence works,
0: but we are the third highest teen pregnancy.
2: We have the third highest teen pregnancy rate among all states in the country. The questioner's point is, doesn't
1: seem to be working. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you from, <laughs> I'm going to tell you from my own personal uh, life, abstinence works.
0: Yeah, and that didn't yeah. seem to hurt him. I mean, that was at the yes, height of his popularity. because you're,
1: you're, you know, you're. Parents, obviously, didn't abstain, which is a real fucking shame. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing is every time I hear that, when you play that, first of all, I hear George Bush, of course. Yes, I, but God, it, right. just, it, sends, yeah. it, may, it turns my spine to glass. Yeah. But he's, he's right. The funny thing is he's actually – the point he's making is absolutely correct. Abstinence, abstinence does work. Abstinence education doesn't work.
0: Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah, they just get – everything
0: gets conflated and confused and mixed around and, and that's the whole point. As long as they can keep the debate off in some skewed other world, some bizarre parallel universe of reality, then they're winning. As long as they're sitting here debating whether or not uh, Rick Perry's campaign is over, because he couldn't remember that he should eliminate the Department of Energy that regulates and handles all nuclear power weapons and nuclear materials in America, then then they've won. As long as everyone can remain confused... (laughs) And the debate skewed off on some tangent. Then they've won. Then they've won. That's all they got to do. And so that's what they're successfully doing. And uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how
1: successful. It's successful with the base.
0: Yeah. But
1: the question still remains as to how big the base is. Well, the, they're allowed. They're loud as hell, but I don't know how big they are.
0: Well, the fact is that, uh, you know, they're just on the ground. They're winning the debate They're You know, I mean, we have Democrats who are, you know, acquiescing to them. Uh, just they, they've got the volume. They've got the, the noise. They've got, you know, they've just grappled they've on. Got the to, truth well, yeah. <laughs> they've got the trutzpah. Well, yeah, they've got they've just been able to uh, preoccupy the debate for 40 years now, 30 years. Since Reagan took over, it's been a you know the, the the entire Overton window has been skewed off to the right, and it's
1: and I do think I do think it actually has to do with the fact that as, these days and you know look I I grew up you know my dad's conservative which would explain a lot about me um, not not completely conservative but for the most part he is um, you know and he was a guy who who you know sort of uh, was a, a William F Buckley I you know years ago uh, so. The 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 absolute idiocy of the party, I think, is is a relatively new thing. And when I say absolute, I mean there there isn't a fucking brain among them. There's okay. just there's no doubt in my mind about that. It, it's revolting to see. But uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's actually I think I'm losing my train of thought too as I started talking about this. So, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, it, it's exactly
0: right. The, the other thing is is that when something like this happens, they have this ability to. And I'm talking about Rick Perry or whether it's Rick Perry or Herman Cain and his sexual harassment scandals, they just stick with it. They don't move. They well, just say, you I, know I what? Think- I, don't, I don't care. I, I deny all of this. I'll just lie my way out of it, but I will not leave the campaign. I will continue to move forward like the goddamn T-1000 <laughs> and, and not budge. And so they end up, uh, they end up uh, withstanding the attack. I think
1: the word the word and I have used this a bunch of times on this show and, and on, the word is shameless. Yeah. It's, you can become so shameless, um, so absolutely consumed by hypocrisy and do it without blinking, uh, lie through your teeth and, and say one thing and then turn around and say something else. And if you do that well, it, it honestly, I really do think that it it throws off the enemy And it convinces people. It just does. Because it's so so outlandishly crazy and so ballsy, like, you know, Jutzpah. It's so ballsy that you almost can't help but go, okay, I see your point. Mm -hmm. Because it it makes you think you're going fucking nuts. And they do that all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what happens is that that people don't go, yeah, I see your point. They go, oh, hell. I don't want to talk about this. I give up. I can't figure this one out. And then they go in and, you know, they, they just, they, they're then easily persuaded by the nonsense, the bumper stickers. And so that's what happens. You know, I mean, we're not going to be talking about Herman Cain's sexual harassment troubles in a couple of weeks. We're, we're already, we've already stopped talking about it because we're on to Joe Paterno. And we're on to, you know, I mean, Herman Cain said today, how do you beat Obama? Beat him with a cane.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's Herman Cain's new uh, campaign zinger. How do you beat Obama? Beat him with a cane.
1: That's actually pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's an ongoing onslaught of uh, of horse shit. Of course it is, and and so none well, of but this. You're right,
1: but that the fact that the, what you just says the thing that I wrote about it at Huffington a while back when it when it had to do with Anthony Weiner, where and you and I have talked about this, I know, where I basically said like if the scandal doesn't last anymore, it's almost like no matter how bad it is. If you got a brain, just wait it out because the news cycle will turn, and you won't have to you know everybody may may be on your ass right now, but it'll fade it will you know if Weiner had held out, you really think we'd still be talking about Anthony Weiner right now? We wouldn't give a crap yeah. you know if he he could he could and 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 him still being there wouldn't be like a case of oh my God, it's a festering wound no uh, it would just it' heal, and nobody would care anymore. We'd move on to something else, the same thing you're absolutely right about kane Kane will. He will – he has – since he has no shame, he will weather this uh, unless the attacks keep coming and they keep amplifying. They sort of evolve to to win new news cycles. And if they don't, though, if it just becomes more he said, she said, people will get tired of it.
0: Yeah. And I, I want to get back to Herman Cain in, uh, in just a second. But there was another – and this is gonna completely taking a uh, – a different time I mean, we're gonna move away from talking about the uh the campaign for a minute and get to something I think a, a lot more serious. And it's this uh this law that I was talking about earlier in Michigan, Matt Safe School Law. It was passed in Michigan. Uh all Republicans voted for it, twenty six Republicans uh and one Democrat. Even though it was a bill that was uh was drafted by Democrats. But the, uh, the Republicans and an association, a lobbyist group called the American Family Association, got hmm. their hands on it. Now, this, this bill was, I should back up and say that this bill was named after this kid, Matt Epling, who committed suicide in 2002 after he was uh, relentlessly gay bashed by some other students at, at a school.
1: For the record, I, I despise that trend in naming laws Sort of try, trying to sort of uh, after the fact make up for the fact that something bad happened to somebody, some kid or something like that by naming a law after that kid. I hate that. Uh, we're a nation of laws, not men. You don't name laws after people.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I could see uh, the wisdom in doing it because I think what it tries to do is, is create something positive out of something horrible.
1: I understand. And, and, I just, I have an issue with it, but go ahead, please. Well, I'm not going to get off on that fucking tangent.
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless of the name, uh, you know, the the law itself was bastardized. Now, I mean, we're talking about a, a, a fairly serious problem at bullying in schools because we're not, it's just not like name calling by itself or. You know, what we're getting into now are some serious uh, problems with, obviously, in the case of Matt Epling, you have committed suicide as a result of this uh, ongoing gay bashing.
1: And I think what we're talking about is not a controversial thing. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's it's not like there there's no you know, there's no real wiggle room in there. It's, you know, hurting kids is bad. Kids torturing other kids is, is not a good thing. And, and if there's anything in this world that I think we should probably be able to agree on, I think that's, that's it.
0: Well, so why did only one Democrat vote for this? Why did the Democrats basically abandon their own law in the state legislature in uh, Michigan? And it was because the Republicans, along with this group called the family, uh, the American Family Association, added the following line. Said, this section does not prohibit a statement of a sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction of a school employee, school volunteer, pupil, or a pupil and parent or guardian. So, in other words, you can bully all you want, as long as there's a religious justification for it. So
1: Jesus, Jesus told you to.
0: Well, yeah. This is basically... Nullifying the law. It says, now, here's this law that bans bullying and punishes bullying in school, public school. And what this does is say, you know what? Bully all you want. We're giving you an excuse. This is a, your Republican Party. We're going to give you an easy excuse to bully other kids. Because all you got to do is say, you know what? <clears throat> that kid's gay, uh, and uh, I'm just, I'm just going to attack this kid for being gay. And if uh, you know, if something bad happens, or if I'm caught, I say, well, you know what? <laughs> it's in the Bible. Leviticus told me I, you know, I'm allowed to. You know what? In fact, Leviticus tells me that that kid ought to be killed. But it's not surprising, given the Republican history of bullying. I mean, they are actually conservatives love to bully, and they bully. Not just, you know, it's one thing to get into it with President of the United States. Another thing to get into it, those of us who debate politics on a regular basis. On the blogs or in the comment sections, we put ourselves into the debate. We're asking to get, you know, attacked or are we're, we're, com-
1: we're combatants. They're going after civilians.
0: That's exactly right. We're combatants. And so when we come back from uh, talking about uh, Bubble Genius, we're going to... Go through some of the history of uh, the Republican bullying and uh, I just say conservative bullying. I don't even know if some of these guys are Republicans or not. Today's show brought to you, as always, by Bubble Genius, pure products, pure genius. It's Bubble Genius at www.bubblegenius.com. It's the uh, best damn soap in the world, and here is their latest commercial.
2: Okay. Oh, okay, so um, let's see. We have to record our commercial. Volume is this thing on? Hello. Hello. Okay. I don't know. The little thing's going yeah, up. Okay. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, ah! Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Wait. Wait. That's ah. the wrong button. Ow. Whoops. Ow, okay. Don't do that again. All right. Uh, All right. Wait. So what, what about this one? Oh, that's not the one either. Uh, All right. So um, well, let's let's go. Where? Where's the? Uh, what'd you do with the commercial? Room? I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, I didn't do it. No. Wait, there's some notes around here somewhere. Well, where, did you move that pile of paper? Uh, uh. No. Oh no. Ah, jeez. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, so, what were we gonna say? Oh, I don't uh, Alright, well, alright, we just got we gotta get this down, man. We gotta get back to making some... Okay, let's just try to do something and sound really professional. Uh, okay. Okay? Uh, that's a good idea. Alright, let's be free. Alright, I'll all right. do my... Alright, <gasps> let's, let's, let's record it. Alright. Wait, what's... So wait, it didn't... Oh, it did, it didn't record. Dude, I can't do this again. All right. Uh, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Buy our soap. <laughs> Bubble Genius. We put our genius into our soap, not our commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Bubblegenius.com.
1: Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to The Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes.
0: And make sure to put in your promo code, Bob and Ches B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, and get 15% off your entire order from BubbleGenius.com. I want to get into this, uh, this business of uh, Republicans bullying children and noncombatants. It's been going on for quite a while, and I've, I've kind of tried to keep up with it, on the blog. But, you know, in fact, it, it's almost impossible to do that because it, it happens so often. And the latest incident of that has been, uh, you know, uh, Limbaugh attacked uh, the, the son of uh, one of Herman Cain's accusers. One of the people accusing Herman Cain of sexual harassment described how she consulted with her son as to whether or not she should come forward. And her son's 13 years old. And so she, she just talked about this. She mentioned this. And so Rush Limbaugh went off on this kid, you know, kind of compared him to a Nazi brown shirt. I just.
1: Right. A 13 year old kid
0: on it, on it. Right. And so this got me to thinking about uh, all the incidents, all the cases of this happening in the past. And this isn't the first time they've done it. And, and you know, you begin to wonder. Uh, if this is the best they can do, if this is part and parcel of the modern conservative movement. Uh, and the first time I noticed this was, uh, I think it was back in 2007, I believe. And uh, the uh, uh, CHIP program, which is now referred to as S-CHIP, uh, was up for renewal. Congress ended up passing it, but in the process, there were a series of commercials that ran. Where they had actual people saying, you know what, please, uh, Mr. President Bush, please, you know, sign this uh, renewal of CHIP in the law, Children's Health Insurance Program. And one of those kids was this twelve-year-old kid named Graham Frost. He was in a serious car accident and suffered uh, severe brain trauma, paralyzed one of his vocal cords, and he was in a coma. And because CHIP was available, it helped him, you know, helped his parents pay for medical care for him to recover. And so he appeared in this, uh, this commercial pleading with the president to pass the chip renewal. And what happened afterwards is Michelle Malkin decided to, you know, drive, investigate, go to this kid's house and sort of drive up and down, see if the, the family, the Graham Frost family, was really poor enough to qualify for chip. So this is the, I mean, so suddenly, instead of attacking the policy, they're attacking some kid. Who was in a serious accident Suffered serious brain injury And so he's now the enemy It's not sure. the Democrats And, who and were... you
1: destroy the enemy that's, yeah. that's what eliminationism is all about that's exactly You don't right. these, Your political adversaries Are people who feel different than, differently than you Are not just people who feel differently than you They're un-American They're destroying the country I mean that's, that's the shit that Ann Coulter peddles That's the shit that Rush Limbaugh peddles Yeah and it's yeah, and it's really, really disgusting. And believe me, if I had a dime for every time I've gotten into a debate with, with somebody and you know, I'm of the uh, the the Tommy Lee Jones in uh, in um Men in Black opinion that, you know, a person is smart, people are dumb, panicky creatures and i've o- often found that if you sit down with one person one on one, you can usually even if they're kind of you know they're really at the opposite end of the political spectrum from you. If you start talking politics, you can usually find something to agree on or at least not you know want to beat the living shit out of each other but well, th- there, there's no denying though that that uh i've i've got, I've had a lot of conversations with people who. It it I I always love it when it turns into it degenerates into somebody saying, oh, Obama's an idiot and you, you know, and I'm like, Really? Oh, okay. Um why? You know, explain that to me. And that's always the easiest way to get to some get really get on somebody's nerves. Just ask them to explain something to you. Yeah. Um but you know, but I've had a couple conversations. They don't always go like this, but I've had a couple conversations where I've talked to somebody and they've said uh he's an idiot and, and you like, kind of corner corner them on that and then eventually it just it turns into uh, he's not even from this country, and the minute that happens, I just go, eh, "You lost. Congratulations. You know, you you just lost." And and I always say the same thing. I always say, if you want to debate policy, if you don't like Obama because you don't like his policy, or you don't like somebody who is uh, doesn't believe the same things you do politically because you disagree with policy, that's one thing. If you attack them personally, like really attack them, I make jokes all the time. You do it too. Everybody does it. You know, we take our little cheap shots. And, and I'm the first one to say I do it because it's, I'm petty and juvenile and because it's a shitload of fun. Mm-hmm. But I know when to be serious. Glenn
0: Beck, on his, when he used to do his Fox show, this is a couple of years ago, decided to talk about this, uh, this private school, an Islamic private school in Northern Virginia. It received some zoning permit to expand its grounds. But then Beck made this huge deal about how uh, the school is teaching Islamic law and indoctrinating kids to become terrorists, and so basically, he's sticking a big target on these kids and saying, "You know what? We're we're at war against terrorism. Here's the, they're indoctrinating terrorists in Northern Virginia."
1: Every dumb fuck redneck with a pickup and a gun, you know, is, is going to head on over there to clean up America.
0: Exactly. So instead of discussing terrorism as a problem and, and here's what we ought to do to combat terrorism. No, here's a bunch of kid. Here's a place where a bunch of children are learning and we're going to put a big target on it. Another good example. World Ned Daily. Not too long ago. Oh
1: dear God! Uh, outed, Say no more. I, just, just stop. Really, <laughs> took Good on enough.
0: a took on a High School Musical because they, you know, thought it was gay.
1: It, it, you know what? It was. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been to a High School Musical? They're always gay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I Anti- know that
1: from watching. Glead.
0: Anti-choice activists uh, went after the daughter of a landlord who's building. Uh, rents to uh, a a women's clinic. So they went and protested in front of this kid's school.
1: It all goes back to what you said. It goes back to the fact that it's the tactic of a a playground bully. It's, it's, It's kicking the dog because, you know, because you can't, uh, uh, you know, you can't pick on someone your own size. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's just it's, you know, yeah, somebody exactly pisses you off. Right. So
1: you go, you go find the easiest, smallest, most helpless, defenseless target. That's and right. You, you know, and you gang up on it. Right.
0: It's apoplectic rage. And and that's what they're doing here. I mean, then uh, you know, a couple of years ago, also Fox News Channel target the little girl asks the president a question at a town hall meeting. Fox News Channel goes after the little girl, investigates the little girl, try to find out what her real background is.
1: I th- I think the point though. Yeah. I think the point that they're trying, as if there is one sort of large conspiracy type point. I mean, I think there probably is with Fox, and in, in fact, I would bet money on it. Um, but, you know, is there a sort of a talking point machine that says this? I, I think that the overall idea of going after kids, of sort of systematically um, beating up on anyone who doesn't tow the line that they want them to tow is, is sort of a – if there is a, an, an overriding thought to it, it's probably something to the effect of uh, – everyone is accountable mm-hmm. to us, everyone is a target uh, and the idea is to stop people from speaking out at all yeah. because if, you know, it's, it's sort of like, to be very honest, it's sort of like the, the reputation that when you read about Roger Ailes and read about Fox News, it's the reputation that, that they have for uh, uh, not just dirty tricks but when someone speaks out of turn or says something that, they, that Fox doesn't like, I mean they don't just let it go they eviscerate them and I think that's sort of the way that they, that they look at it. It's anybody who says anything. As far as they're concerned, it's their fair game. And I think the overall message is you just don't say what, what we don't want you to say or we'll make your life, whoever you are, a living hell.
0: Yeah. And then uh, you know, the, during the BP disaster, Rush Limbaugh attacked Malia Obama. This was, this was a big guy, classy guy. This, so this morning Barack Obama wakes up. Heads into the bathroom and starts shaving The door opens A little daughter comes in
1: Daddy, daddy, did did you shake down
0: people Okay, that's all I need to play of that But you know what, he also ripped it off from Glenn Beck who did this
1: Daddy Daddy
0: That's Glenn Beck That's Glenn Beck doing it before Limbaugh did so the, you pluck the hole yet? So they're, they're knocking off each other's stuff. They're, they're attacking Malia Obama.
1: I really love the idea, by the way, the first thing I noticed with both of those clips is I love the idea that fucking conservative douchebags like Limbaugh and Glenn Beck co-opt really cool music. You <laughs> yeah, know? As, a, if, as if, you know, yeah. as, as if fucking, oh my God, as, as if Rush Limbaugh has any fucking clue who the pretenders are. Yeah. And then, and
0: finally, uh, on the bullying front, Congressman Joe Walsh, who's a member of the uh, crazy caucus, uh, was at a town hall at a bar. Didn't this he play week. guitar for the Eagles? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think he did. But no, this is the, this is the Congressman Joe Walsh, He's a different guy. He's a, also kind of a deadbeat dad, doesn't pay his uh, child support. But this is him talking, defending the banks, and just flipping his shit on actual voters. Like... And one of them gets, in this, like, gets up in this woman's face and starts screaming. Well, I'm going to play the first part where he initially flips out. This is Joe Walsh. Joe,
2: they're look at the world. people, Paulson and whoever else. But this is a the
0: constituent asking people. him a they question bank. first.
2: Then they go into fed government, then they go back into the banks, and they just keep rotating. I agree with you about that. <clears throat> that's not the problem.
0: That's uh, Joe Walsh at the end there. I agree with That's him. Wow. But, it get, but it gets worse. Here's Joe Walsh freaking out on this woman who's sitting there asking him about the banks.
2: Don't blame banks and don't blame the marketplace for the mess we're in right now. I am tired of hearing that crap. So don't I am tired of hearing that crap. I the situation, taking
1: in there there money off the people they know they couldn't afford There are already mechanisms in place. Spirit, no, you know what? Because this pisses me off.
0: Now, now, now he's up in her face, wagging his finger in her face. This is a United States, this is a member of Congress. This guy is is one of 535 people representing the United States of America, making laws and voting on important things.
1: Too many people don't listen. There are already mechanisms in place to do that. Are they doing their job? No. But
2: what do you want to do? You want to bombard them with more regulations, more government,
1: governments... Government screwed this problem up. What do you want? Me. Well, you know what you've got? you got? No, so you know what you've got? The you got? Sl- the sl- you got Dodd Frank.
2: The banks left. got Dodd
1: Frank now. That's tying everybody's hands. You want more reform, more regulation? That's what you got, John. Do you want more regulation? Is that what you want? Do you want Dodd Frank? Is what, that what you want? What did I say back at uh, Joe's uh, bar? I need more coffee. It's
2: so, no. so
0: freaking so easy. No, no, Jones. Jones. Quiet for First a minute. Quiet for a minute. Quiet for a minute. Or I'm gonna ask you to leave. Oh God. That's all I can take of that. Yeah, these guys Fuck are the the herd right. Petty, whiny, uh you know, just short fused, classless A-holes. I just no class, no class whatsoever, no restraint. You hear that?
1: It's unbelievable. It's, you imagine it's not even class. It's just there's there's zero respect for the office. That's right. There's no respect for there's no sort of respect for the civility that 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 office commands and demands. Do
0: you imagine any Democrat behaving like that? Any Democrat whatsoever?
1: I mean, I, yeah, I remember. Kind of day,
0: well, but, yeah, I yeah. mean, but they were doing it on the the floor of the the House of Representatives where this they, is, were, this is they were they were making it, they weren't up in someone's face and they weren't outing children.
1: You know? No, I agree.
0: I mean, can you imagine uh, the press asking President of the United States one of these questions, a, a, a very difficult question, maybe about a scandal, and the president responding, "Excuse no, me, no." Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. This is a. This is a Republican trait. These guys—it's a
1: conservative trait. They bully because they don't. They're children. They—they get angry when uh, they throw temper tantrums and get angry when things don't go their way, and they stomp their feet and they lash out. They—they are. They're fucking. They're like ten-year-olds. Not even that. You know. They're my God. My Jesus Christ. I got a three and a half-year-old. I mean, even she pouts once in a while, but it doesn't fly off the handle. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Right. And this, it just comes, it emanates from an inability to articulate a point. Because there is no way to articulate a point beyond just its bumper sticker slogan. And, um, and you know something right.
1: else, now that now that I think about it, now that I actually got personal and brought my, you know, my three and a half year old daughter into... Now look uh, out, they're going to attack you for it. They're gonna, so that's you're gonna get no, emails. actually, no. I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say. Um... I, I'm I'm against the idea of putting kids in the firing line when it comes to any sort of sort of like political protest. Like whenever I see, I don't care whether it's Occupy Wall Street or it's a Tea Party rally. If I see a child there, like uh, that bothers me because I always feel like you know what, let that kid grow a little bit older and let him or her come to his or her own political conclusions before you're absolutely forcing opinions on them. But that said, yeah, if. If I ever found out, I mean it's we were talking about obviously about kids being sort of threatened and, and really kind of put in the line of fire. Um if I ever found out that, that yeah, that somebody was sort of targeting my kid, that Michelle Malkin was driving up and down the street or something like that, I, I would I would go fucking ape shit ballistic. I'd beat oh, yeah. the shit out of somebody. Yep I would seriously I would pound I would pound somebody into fucking paste. Right. You know, not even God would be able to protect them.
0: Yeah. And th- you know what? And then, you know, what would happen? Then you would get attacked. Oh, my God. These crazy liberals. They- they're just so violent with all their violent speak, all their violent rhetoric. You know, it's just this, any excuse for them to project their own deficiencies onto liberals. They'll take that. They'll take True. that. And then you'll be the issue. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's, it's this twisted upside down. Uh, enigmatic You know White is black Black is white Through the looking glass Point of view You know Clear skies initiative and Healthy forests hmm. It's all You know That's That's how they, How it all works
1: it's, it's Orwellian It is That's right It's Newspeak
0: Well I want to talk about uh, Penn State as you, As I'm sure you do too Shit we'll Talk about that in a second Show is always brought to you by Bubble Genius. I need some new Bubble Genius soap. We're out of Bubble Genius soap here, and uh, I, I love the hibiscus soap. Right now, I'm using the uh, Ulysses soap, which is actually also pretty good. Uh, and they've got soaps in in all varieties. With the holidays coming up too. You really ought to go check them out because you want to do all your gift shopping. That's uh, Bubble Genius instead of the uh, big box stores or t- big departments. Just go to Walmart,
1: for God's sake. <laughs> those, those big soap stores. <laughs> those big soap go oh. So big box soap don't stores. Don't go you, buying big boxes
0: of soap. Yeah.
1: Costco. Right. Don't, or- go to, don't go to uh, uh, wall soap. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Bed Bath and & Beyond and
1: one you know, of the other
0: ones. Regardless, yeah, uh, visit oh, close
1: down They uh, closed down that cup of pizza place.
0: <laughs> here's the new commercial from Bubble Genius. Support them. Buy their stuff.
1: So, okay. So um,
2: let's see. We have to record our commercial volume. Is this thing on? Hello. Hello. Okay. I don't know. The little thing's going yeah, up. Okay. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yikes. 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 Okay. Wait. Wait. Ah. That's the wrong button. <laughs> Ow, okay. Don't do that again. All right. Uh, All right wait, so what, what about th- this one? Oh, that's not the one either. Uh, All right. So, well, um... let's let's go. Where? Where's the? Uh, what'd you do with the commercial number? I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, I didn't do it. Wait. Okay, there's oh. some notes around here somewhere. Well, where, where did you move that pile of paper? Oh uh, uh. no. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Okay, so what were we gonna say? Oh, I don't. Uh, All right, well, all right. We just we gotta get this down, man. We gotta get back to making soap. Okay, let's just try to do something and sound really professional. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, That's a good idea. All right, let's be first. All right, I'll do my. All right, let's 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 record it. All right. Wait, what's so? Wait, it didn't. Oh, it did! It didn't record, dude. I can't do this again. All right. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Buy our soap. Bubble Genius. We put our genius into our soap, not our commercials. (laughs) BubbleGenius.com.
1: Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to The Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes.
0: And your promo code is Bob and Ches B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, for 15% off your entire order at Bubble Genius. And please do support the show on iTunes. A lot of nice reviews over there, which we, uh, we always appreciate. And, you know, in fact, uh, lately the show has been cracking the top 100. Really? really? Yeah. Whenever we do a new show for the subsequent 48, 72 hours or so, we're actually, we actually break into the top 100
2: of uh, all really cool. the, the,
0: the news and politics podcasts.
1: Not overall. Oh, 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 no. I thought you were talking about, like, you know, we were close to Lady Gaga or
0: something. No, no. We're nowhere near being o- overall downloads there. Or I even was in the so podcast. hoping
1: to, to milk my fame on this show for, uh, you know, <laughs> free oral sex or something when I go out to L.A. Yeah.
0: Well, no, in the news and politics section on uh, the podcast section of iTunes. So as you go to the podcast section, you go to the news and politics subsection, and we're in the top 100 uh, of that subsection. So I mean, but that's still that's still admirable. I mean, the I would say the two biggest categories on uh, on the podcast (laughs) section iTunes are the politics and the comedy.
1: You run through all these subsections and then you're just like, and and so good for you. (laughs) Done so well. It's like you're applauding for like the retarded kid who just finished a fucking, you know, uh, who finished a marathon like eight days later.
0: Well, please also do support the show on Stitcher. Stitcher, we're on uh, Stitcher, and I tried it out this week uh, at Stitcher dot com. It's it's spelled the way it sounds. Is uh, you know, if you have a, a handheld device, a smartphone or whatever like that, you can listen to the the show streamed from Stitcher. So you don't have to download it. You don't have to sync your smartphone or anything like that. Your iPhone or your iPod, you can just listen to it uh, stream directly to uh, to your phone. If you download the app, it's free, and then you just find the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez show, and then whenever there's a new show, you just hit play, and then it plays. You don't have to worry about all of that other happy crappy. So it's even, it's in a way, it's, it's better than iTunes. So you support the show also on the Huffington Post. So lots of places to listen to the show, as well as uh, on DeusXMalcontent.com and also com. We, um,
1: we were on the, uh, the like front page of the media page earlier this week.
0: Of oh, what? What page?
1: Uh, the Huffington Post media page. Oh, we were like the pod, The podcasting was on the like on the front page.
0: Oh, good, good. Yeah. I, w- I was hoping they would put it on the front page of the the main page of
1: the site. That would be nice, actually. But I mean, I was just surprised because I I've never seen a. a I mean, I'm sure they've been there, and I just haven't really noticed. But I've never seen one of the podcast uh, uh, podcast uh, blurbs or whatever it is up on the. Uh, on any of the main pages So yeah, it was nice Yeah, yeah
0: well, the more people uh, support the show on those formats uh, the, 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 mo- the more visibility we'll get Which means the show will get bigger And I don't want to talk about it too much here But we've got a big, uh, big deal we're going to be announcing on the show uh, shortly Very true And, and it actually involves <clears throat> a second show A second Yay. weekly show So we'll be talking about that uh, in the coming weeks not I'm not ready. I'm not ready to talk about it just yet because it's the whole thing's scaring me a little bit. Now, we'll describe why, you know, coming up. But uh, let's talk about Penn State. And sure, uh, why not? <laughs> you know, I, I lived in uh, in Pennsylvania for. Oh, then, you 10, know, like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I lived in Pennsylvania longer than I actually lived in the place where I grew
1: up. You Did know, you drink I, the blue and white Kool-Aid? I
0: uh, no. You know what? So, uh, I, I hate Pennsylvania sports. I just do. I was more, because I grew up in Northern Virginia, I was just, I, I was into the Redskins and the Baltimore Orioles, and I, I just liked the, those, you know, Maryland and Virginia teams. Then we'd go to Pennsylvania, it's, uh, the Phillies and the Eagles and uh, the Nittany Lions, and, you know, I, I, just, I just couldn't, I, I didn't fall in love with them. Hmm. Nevertheless, I you know, I just felt... Good about my lack of enthusiasm for Philadelphia sports, specifically, when the Eagles hired Michael Vick, who, you know, look, I am an animal lover, and uh, I cannot bring myself to forgive that guy. This guy tortured dogs a lot and made money off of it. Just the, the, the most heinous. You wouldn't know it. By following, uh, you know, fans of Philadelphia sports now. This guy is the worst. Oh, leader. no,
1: if, if, like, if Vic winds up taking him to, like, the Super Bowl, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to bring him dogs to kill.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're going to they're well, so, have dogs waiting in the end zone that he can, I th- I'm pretty sure that he can, like, stab.
0: Yeah, well, they, they've totally forgiven Michael. They're going to set
1: them on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, so, yeah, they wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Obviously we're exaggerating. But you know it wouldn't shock me when that happened. And so, you know, when I see uh that uh students are protesting, rioting mm-hmm. uh because of the, the firing of Joe Paterno, doesn't surprise me. They just they're just so forgiving <laughs> in
1: Pennsylvania. No, no no, 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 no. You're 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 talking about something completely different though. And I have you know, I wrote about it yesterday and i and I said right off the bat the very first thing I said is that I, I have a i have a tough time i'm straddling a fine line on it because I have sort of for lack of a better term a conflict of interest but it's that conflict of interest that sort of gives me a little bit of perspective on it um my ex uh my wife's entire basically entire family went to penn state she's got two brothers and a sister and her uh one of her brother's wives and i mean they are all and they are the uh, the uh, Marines uh, at Guantanamo under Colonel Nathan Jessup and a few good men brand of Penn State fans. They are rabid, fanatical. Um, it's, for lack of a better term, because I, I really I don't want to slam them. I love them. They are great people. But the, the devotion to Penn State is cult-like. There's really no other way to describe it. And I'm... I'm not a joiner. I never have been. I'm not somebody who I don't belong to clubs. I don't align myself with groups. And one of the reasons why it probably says more about my personality than just about anything that I'm a very sort of half glass empty kind of guy. Uh, I don't join groups because I feel like, yeah, you know what, I'll get to revel in their successes if if I'm a part of the group. But more than likely, they're going to fuck up and let me down and I'm going to be miserable. So screw it. I'm not even going to bother getting involved with that. So I look at this from sort of an outsider's perspective, the way that they uh, – the way that these sort of Penn State fans behave. But I mean they are – they are crazy. They, they talk – they really do talk about bleeding uh, blue and white. And when this – over the past 24 hours, I've looked at some of their Facebook pages since the, the whole since, – especially since Paterno got chit canned And it's – It's just bizarre. It's like a few of them have changed their Facebook icons to, like, Nittany Lions with, like, a tear coming out of their eye. And I I honestly can't tell whether the tear is for Joe Paterno or for the victims of Jerry Sandusky and the overall reputation of the Penn State football program right now. They are – everybody, everything that I read written uh, about this from Penn State fans is this sort of mind-twisting – Rationalization, these like flowery, impassioned, indignant screeds about how unfair it is that a good man like Joe Pa was thrown to the media wolves, and they're blaming the media. Where we heard that before uh, by the knee jerks on the board of trustees. Uh, when the bottom line is like, look, this is why their arguments don't ever hold an ounce of water. And it's kind of like what you just said about sports. If they hadn't gone to Penn State, if the people who are you know the the kids, the the ones screaming, we want. Uh, uh, you know, we want Joe back, and and or uh, uh, yeah, we want Joe back, and and you know, and everybody writing on Facebook and all this sort of, you know, the Penn State Nation, the alumni, and all that crap. If they weren't fans, if this coach had been less Miles, or if it had been, say, like you know, Lou Holtz years ago. The, the same Penn State fans would be like everybody else right now who doesn't have a personal stake in this story and isn't willing to give the automatic benefit of the doubt to Joe Paterno. They would be appalled and they'd be screaming for blood. It's only because it happened on their turf and to their guy that suddenly they're all, you know, indignant and protective. Yeah. And suddenly it's, oh, you know what, we've got to take a step back and we've got um, to give, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty and, and uh, it's just... It's that that to me is fucking lunacy because these people are are not they're not just blinded by their emotions but they're blinded by their sort of deification of Penn State and of the Penn State football program and, and I truly think that I think that they've been caught they've been caught off guard the way that followers of the Catholic Church were after the uh, uh the scandal which they truly just believed the the sort of uh the way they put this this institution on a pedestal and they really believe it just it can't happen here it, it can there's no way that it can happen here yeah. and they're always you know they're giving the benefit of the doubt when quite frankly i think the the thing that they should be happiest for at the moment is that look paterno's out of a job but he's a fucking football coach so what and he was going to retire anyway and it's terrible that his legacy ends this way i agree with that i i think that that's unfortunate but the bottom line is he's not in fucking jail right now for not doing what he should have done yeah. when he found out that his defensive guy was, was raping a kid in the showers at Penn State. Multiple times. Yes, multiple times. Multiple fucking times. You know, the... the oh, Jesus, the, the football is not important. The flawless reputation of Happy Valley is not important. The kids who got raped, that is what's important. Right. And I and I watched the reaction of these kids and and the reaction of everybody, once again, everybody involved in sort of the Penn State nation. And it it just it it makes me feel like so somewhere there's like Somewhere in Happy Valley, there's, whether it's the Board of Trustees or the kids themselves and the Alumni Association, there's this circle of hooded guys, like in hot fuzz, willing to do anything <laughs> to ensure that their town continues to win, like the Village of the Year contest. Yeah. They're that fanatical about the place where, where they go to school. And when, as I said, the place can do no wrong in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it depresses the living fucking shit out of me. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of predictable in the kubler-ross stages of grief kind of way because they're just they're in the state of denial right now they, this can't be this god he's the i mean basically joe paterno is sort of the de facto governor of pennsylvania he is pennsylvania
1: yeah he is, and that's why and that's why he goes down because of this
0: yeah and 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 he has so thoroughly represented sportsmanship uh Dignity, leadership, lots of positive things that, you know, heretofore we could all admire in some way. And for him to be involved in a cover-up of this nature with this sort of thing, it's not like – and you're right. It goes much farther than than animal abuse. I mean, we're talking about child
1: rape. Child rape. Rape and even child touching, child rape,
0: and this guy was allegedly involved in the cover up
1: of child rape. Right. He 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 told he went above him and mentioned what was going on, but he left out most of the very from from what the reports say. He left out some of the, the obviously the most important details, and then he did the thing that he absolutely should not have done, which is he went back to coaching football and put his head in the sand and expected that, well, you know what, it'll all work itself out. No, 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 no. When children are being raped right under your fucking nose, you, once again, football is not important. I get that you're a football coach. I understand that, you know, but it's not important. You you follow it up, you call the police, you stay on it until something is done. But I think, you know... One of two things is possible: either paterno uh wanted to sort of hide it, which is the sort of nefarious way of looking at it, or the other thing is that maybe maybe Joe believed his own hype and believed the hype and had the sort of Penn State blinders on that it just can't happen here, and then he just sort of got he got involved in you know he is the king, he is the head of the hive of Penn State groupthink yeah and we all know what happens when you know when you get a group of people together it doesn't even have to be people as rabid uh, in their allegiance as penn state fans you get enough people together and they all start seeing things the same way hmm. yeah
0: well this is the uh, the classic blunder the, the classic blunder of of pr and any sort of scandal it's never the crime it's the cover up it's a cover up yeah yeah so you can understand um in in a way in, in a in a very bizarre way how these college students at penn state are flipping their shit because they're going through denial and anger at the same time but you know what they at some point they've got to realize who they're defending and do they do they really want to sort of go in the photograph i mean look at the pictures of these students i'm looking here and i'm going to andrew sullivan's website and looking at the pictures of these kids like the one guy holding a sign that says we love joe and and so now this is all going on record mm. college kids defending uh, a guy who helped
1: p- potentially or allegedly cover up child and, rape and I, you know what and you know what what bothers me i, I was just i just thought about this right now um you know the the two things that they apparently yelled one was you know what we want joe back i think was, was it and that's that's awful, but for some reason, the thing that really, now that I think about it, really sort of gets under my skin, are the kids who yelled in unison, uh, "One more game." The idea being that they, you know, they want Paterno to go, supposedly leave on on what a high note. Really, that's what's going to happen. He's going to go out and play one more fucking game, and, and everything's going to be hunky dory. Uh, and what bothers me about that is, like I just said, you know, newsflash: football, not fucking important mm-hmm. at all yeah. One, it's a game god damn it That's you just right. said it yourself That's so one right. more game so what kids got raped yeah. and, and this has the, the lasting effect that this will have on that football program and by the way you know I realize this rumor has been tossed around a little bit. The, the possibility that, uh, and I, I really, I believe that it's just a rumor. And the only reason I'm repeating it is because it was on business insider, which is obviously a very reputable website that, uh, uh, you know some people are saying that it will it will inevitably come out that Sandusky pimped these kids out to donors i don't know whether that's true or not but i mean i said today i'm like if that if something like that, that even if it doesn't turn out to be true but if it does turn out to be true that's like a nuclear bomb going off in the middle of happy valley nothing will ever be the same yeah nothing you know you think footballs you think uh um uh the president and the coach getting fired is uh a big deal you think that that uh, what's happening right now is a big deal, something like that, or, or even putting that aside, putting that that worst case scenario aside as this investigation goes on. You think it's not going to be uh, uh, the, the ramifications are not going to be just so much bigger than football, just massive. You're fucking dreaming. You know, and, and really, right now the school spirit. You know what? It's good. I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you you got a good education. You felt like you had great memories there. That's fantastic. But what happened there is is just sickening. Yeah, it's completely vile. And you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that uh, your idols probably let you down. Yeah, big time. Yeah, really big time. All these people who you held up as deities. No, not a chance. And again, it's just football. It's just football, exactly. It's a,
0: it, and you said it exactly right. We got the uh, the destiny of a, a sports, albeit an amateur sports franchise, but a, a very popular sports team in a, in a college uh, versus, you know, kids who were coerced into being raped by a, a staff member and then another staff member of this school possibly helping to cover it up.
1: a couple actually but yeah
0: you know we just we just lose so much perspective in this country about what's important ultimately the uh the destiny of, of the penn state football dynasty is unimportant compared to uh, no. some really serious things i mean
1: it's co- it's completely unimportant but what, and the what, only reason they think it's important is because they are personally invested. In. They they are personally invested in, in the outcome, and, and that's important to them. And I say it again: if it, if if you know, if these Penn State kids, if it had happened at another school to another coach, they would be the they They'd be like everybody else right now. They'd be on the bandwagon saying, "You know what? You've got to go because that's the right thing to do." Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see how it all plays out. I don't. I'm, I'm guessing this is uh, this horror story has, has really only just begun. Oh yeah. And uh, you know the same with Herman Cain. I'm sure there's more bullshit to come out of that.
1: I'm convinced that Herman Cain is actually Andy Kaufman in blackface. <laughs> I'm almost sure of that. This is it's got to be like it's got to be like a Tony Clifton thing. Like it, Kaufman never really died. He is Herman Cain.
0: Well, he wouldn't be the only one. I, 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 there's every candidate in the Republican field could very well be Bob Zamuda in elaborate latex (laughs) makeup. Exactly. They're so ridiculous. They're so utterly clownish, cartoonish, every ish you can possibly think of. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Drive safely. See you next week, Jeff.
1: See you.